0: Hello listeners, it's Natalia Motta here. Thank you for listening to Arta Podcast, which simply shares stories behind art. For the last few months, I've been interviewing one of the most successful artists who based in Hong Kong. So if you are curious, you want to feel inspired or hear how to be an artist in Asia, this podcast is for you. And if you want to learn more about the show, Please visit artaapp.com and don't hesitate to leave me a comment. I would love to hear what you think about the show, what you would like to hear in the future, and anything really what is on your mind. Thank you so much. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10. Today I'm very thrilled to feature the very talented, emerging artist Andreas von Budenbroek. Andreas is an expert in highly detailed ink drawing and his expertise lies between hand-drawn illustrations, digital paintings and animations. Originally from Sweden, he graduated from Savannah College of Art and Design in Hong Kong in 2015 and has since worked on a broad spectrum of projects with many clients from Hong Kong, Australia and the US. I had a great conversation with Andras about various topics related to illustrations and also about his art routines. We also touch base on very interesting backstage stories and his ultimate goal as an artist. Lastly, we discussed the importance of engaging with an audience by story behind art and how altruals approach this challenge. On top of our conversation, if you are in Hong Kong, I would like to encourage you to stop by Andrea's first solo exhibition where you can see his latest work. The show will begin on the 10th of July and keep going until September 2019. The exhibition will take place at the very trendy Speakeasy Bar Breakhouse in central Hong Kong. For more details about the show, please refer to the episode notes. Without further delays, please enjoy episode 10. Thank you. Hi Andreas, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you for having uh, me.
0: Such a pleasure to to have the opportunity to chat with you and uh, it was so lucky that we met uh, what maybe one and a half months ago?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was so.
0: it was random gallery exhibition opening, yeah. and we just start to talk, and then I learn about your work, and it's it's really awesome, and I'm so glad that we had chance to talk. And to be honest, though, so it's my first interview about. Illustrations, and I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. So, I have actually quite a lot of questions, but first of all, okay. I would like to ask you to, in your own words, to describe um, yourself and if you can tell us who you are and uh, where you're from.
2: Sure. Uh, so, I am a Swedish uh, illustrator, uh, freelance illustrator, part-time teacher here in Hong Kong and i've lived here for i think four and a half years in total i came but i came here seven years ago i went to skat savannah college of art and design and um, spent some time in the u.s and then came back to hong kong and now i've been here for a little over two years this time around and uh, i do freelance illustration for different clients i also do my my private um uh, artwork and sketches some that I sell as prints and some that I just keep for myself and post on on my Instagram page
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, which I've been running for about a year and a half now something like that yeah
0: awesome yeah and I would definitely uh, like to come back to your website to your platform yeah, yeah. because it's very interesting and could you Tell me, because you just you just mentioned that you you were studying in Hong Kong. So how this happened that you decided to come from Sweden <coughs> to Hong Kong to actually study and explore art?
2: Yeah, it's uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a long story. But uh, long story short, or fairly short, I guess is uh, I was applying for art schools in Sweden. Uh, this is a long time ago now, like two thousand ten maybe 2009 and uh at first i i didn't get into the ones that i wanted to get into and you could only apply once a year and uh, i had decided that if i didn't get in on i think it was the second time around uh, i would go to the philippines and and work there for a bit because i had an opportunity because my father uh, lived in manila and he still lives there and uh, and um and i didn't get in that second time and i so i went with uh, one of my childhood friends and we started working at a call center uh, this was back in 2011 like every Manila.
0: swedish person obviously do yeah in the philippines yeah yeah exactly in a call
2: center yeah <laughs> and our job was to call sweden <laughs> and try to outsource <laughs> their work uh to the philippines Uh, and um, different clients and uh, and then by the end of it I kind of uh, did not feel like applying again for a school in Sweden because I was getting used to living in Asia or just living abroad in general I saw the benefits of that and I had been to Hong Kong for about two days over a weekend I really loved it and uh, I googled a uh, bachelor of fine arts illustration hong kong and the first thing that came up was gat and then later i found other schools but that was the first one i applied for and it uh, took me in so to speak and uh, and then i moved to hong kong the next year and
0: yeah uh, and uh, how how did you find the university here and, and the quality like if you can tell us a bit more about your time as a student
2: uh it's well obviously i didn't go to a university in sweden so so i don't know what the quality was like there and um, for me i think the most i got out of going to school here was the experiences uh, of course i learned a lot too but just the experience of living in hong kong um, of course and then moving to savannah even though i i liked um my time here at SCAD I think when I got to Savannah there was a lot more students so the pressure was a little bit mm. uh, higher and um, you had more competition in general uh, because here there was maybe 500-700 students at the campus and over there there's about 15,000 oh wow so it's, yeah it's a quite a big difference and uh, and I I could tell that I had to up my game a little bit mm-hmm. and I still hadn't really found a style like an art style mm-hmm. and uh, and I kind of ended up finding that in my last year in the US uh, before I graduated like a style that I really liked mm-hmm. and um, yeah it, but uh, yeah and the education there was was also really good um, and uh, some more resources mm-hmm. and uh, yeah
0: Mm. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about the style which you discovered in your last year in U.S., if you can tell us actually more pre- precisely what what do you like to do now and yeah. uh, what what's your style?
2: Yeah. I so I did an internship in New York uh, right before my last quarter uh, in Georgia, and uh, my my job. Um, was to uh, write articles, but also to go and interview some artists. Oh, and, awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh. so, similar to this. And uh, and I, I interviewed three different artists, and we had an idea, me and my boss, uh, that I was going to do an illustration for each one. So I'll take, based on a picture. So mm-hmm. I'll take a picture of them and then do an illustration mm-hmm. and then uh, write out the interview. And uh, And when I did that, I was just working with ink pen and I started trying out stippling, which is little dots. Uh, Some people confuse it with, uh, they say, pointillism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pointillism is when you use more different colors Mm -hmm. and they create something when you look far away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And Stippling is more just in terms of the dots and the shading. Mm -hmm. So it was a shading technique that I hadn't tried a lot and I felt comfortable with it almost straight away. So I used it for all three of these illustrations and uh in some of that i i still have like up on my website i still consider it yeah, some yeah, of yeah, my yeah. better work and um yeah i think that's that's when i got into that and then my very last quarter at scad i did all stippling because we had to build a website and we had to post some work and i didn't have much work to show so i just spent the whole quarter making a bunch of uh stipp- stippled portraits and yeah, awesome, other, awesome, other awesome.
0: drawings and I, I really love actually your precision on your all your work actually that, the fact how it's it's just so precise and I, I, I can like this would be the, the shades etc they are just perfect, in this perfect spot and I guess this is this is why I like so much of your work I guess
2: so Oh thank yeah. you I, I think there's there's more mistakes there than you think but I, <laughs> I think I see them more. I know where they are. (laughs) Uh,
0: You know how to hide them as well for for your audience, I guess. (laughs) And
2: uh, yeah, I had a teacher at SCAD that said, I think it was kind of like a joke, but it it kind of helped is that if you make one mistake, just make a lot of them so it looks deliberate.
0: Right? (laughs) Yeah. So
2: if you make enough of them, you won't notice. Yeah.
0: Right. right, Notice them as
2: much. Uh, But... Yeah, I have my ways of, of mm. hiding those things. And it's okay if there's a mistake here and there. But I think the the stippling, I like it because it's, uh, it's kind of meditative for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can't do it in a hurry if you're doing thousands of dots. But if you like the process and you take your time, and usually I listen to music or a podcast or something like mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. then uh, I kind of forget time and I just my dots while I listen so awesome
0: yeah and another question which uh, I would like to add um, so what do you like to draw the most
2: um, like my favorite subject yes. Sort of? um, yes
0: and also like what you want to show uh, your yeah. audience like what what is the yeah
2: mission? okay yeah I, I'd say I do like doing portraits but that happens more on, on commission, uh, and I like portraits because it's 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 always tough in the beginning because I will I will not like make a perfect portrait or something and definitely like not straight away, so I have to draw it a few times and then erase everything and start over and I do that a few times usually because oh, wow. I feel like uh, it's not really there, and while when I was younger. I might have said, ah, it's good enough, and then keep going. But then when I'm done with it, I'm not really happy with it. So I know it's better to just be honest with yourself in the beginning. If it's not good enough, it's not good enough. You raise it, you start over. But then when you really find the likeness of someone, that's a good feeling. So that's why I like doing portraits. But uh, in terms of my my usual work, there's a little bit of portraits and a, little, a lot of landscape. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole point with the with the sketchbooks that I do is that I like I like kind of the adventure of it to go to different places, and I want I, I want people to get that feeling and feel inspired.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: if they're gonna get anything out of it, then I want them to be inspired to go out themselves
1: mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and
2: just not just sit at home. Yeah. So I, I feel. Uh, like I understand, a lot of artists like the isolation of sitting at home and, and drawing, and I do that from time to time too. But I think it's it's much more rewarding to go out and draw and actually meet people while I'm drawing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's different even from taking a picture because if I'm drawing on site, then I might be there for three and a half hours straight and people might come up and talk to me and then i talk to them
0: and, yeah
2: it's uh it's a different experience i like that so so landscapes a lot yeah
0: mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I, I guess that's where you can find also that's small details and you can you can also kind of see see and also feel the environment right it's like um i i saw actually on on, on your website that you were doing sketch I think it was in PMQ so it's the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the art center kind of in Hong Kong and mm. uh, and you, you mentioned that you were sitting I think on the rooftop or yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere it was like really hot so you had to actually uh, draw quite quickly. Oh uh, yeah, that happens because because it was quite uncomfortable. But still, yeah. you wanted to finish it there. Yeah, which which was very. I, I think it's it's a, such a good insight because sometimes we then when I read it and yeah. I look at the drawing, it was it was like oh yeah, I can actually oh, like, relate it to it and I can yeah. kind of yeah it's it's more powerful I guess with the story behind.
2: Oh yeah, that's interesting. I mean. Um, It's interesting to hear, yeah, how people take it when they read it. Uh, Because sometimes, yeah, I I like sharing what happened behind that drawing, Um, and uh, there's there's some suffering in some of them. (laughs) I think one recently was uh, I was drawing at the Happy Valley Cemetery up through the you're kind of standing in the forest when you're drawing, and I had (coughs) I I I knew that I could come back another day but that day when i was free i knew it was going to be rain so I, I thought it's probably best to just finish it today when i was standing there yeah and uh, i was getting just killed by mosquitoes because i didn't have oh any <laughs> any spray or anything and my legs were just getting more and more red from mosquito bites and itching and i was like i just have to push through That's this a
0: torture yeah it was a
2: bit a bit of torture yeah and it was hot and humid and sweaty and uh <laughs> but i felt like i was just getting closer and closer to finishing it so that i can't come back here and do it later
1: yeah i just gotta yeah, finish
2: yeah. it now and yeah. then deal with it yeah. and uh yeah so and then i uh, i enjoyed looking at it more too i don't go back much to my old drawings but if i do it's kind of fun to think yeah Mm-mm. it was it was worth studying through that
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, suffering, right? That's that's what uh, you need to do sometimes to make something beautiful. Mm, uh, sometimes. <laughs> well, ho- hopefully <laughs> yes. we we can we can avoid that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: But um, actually, talking about form of your drawing. Um, so, if you can tell us how you are keeping all your drawing, because that's I think also interesting to to let know our audience. Um, what, where are you st- your, oh, where are your work? storing your where am I storing?
2: I'm storing them at home with my other books, yeah. mostly. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not like a glamorous, uh, you know, um, art storage, mm. exactly. I store my books, my sketchbooks with all my other books, Mm-mm. more or less, Mm-mm. and uh, bigger pieces uh, most of them have been things that I've given away. So I had the d- digital prints, and then the actual stuff are mm. somewhere else. And mm. uh, now I have a piece that is a bit too big. The one that I'm working on right now mm-hmm. is, is too big to store anywhere. So it's on a desk, but half of it is kind of hanging over the desk and you try to store it behind the door and uh, it was just not staying flat. And so I'm, I'm having trouble with that one uh, specifically. And I don't know what I'm going to do with it when it's done, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, I'll put it on a wall or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, it's, I think you touched another uh, small issue in Hong Kong, the space, right? So if, like most of your oh, yeah. s- sketches are actually in the notebook, which it's easy to to move around and yeah. uh yeah and, for sure. yeah and then but now you are working on bigger pieces so so I guess that's that's the also that's the challenge, a challenge in Hong Kong yeah
2: that's and, the challenge
0: and that's bringing me to my next question like the, how do you find um, living and working here in Hong Kong as an artist
2: um, as an artist here uh, how can I say I mean I think there's a lot of inspiration. For sure, mm-hmm. just uh, in terms of finding inspiration, it's not that hard when you live in a place that's very visually appealing, very visually interesting, because mm-hmm. there's there's cool alleyways and different parts of Hong Kong look quite different. You know, you have uh, the old parts and Sham Shui Po, and then you have the the newer parts here in Central and um, and there's a lot of like hiking trails, there's a lot of nature, which I love. Uh, it's close to the sea, it's easy to go to the beach, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, in other places it's it's just much harder. When I lived in Atlanta, of course you can find things, but if you want to go to the water, there's it's not just a walk over there
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you have to take a car anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. And here it's just, um, I could technically just, from where I live in North Point, I can just walk up, and there's a hiking trail and it goes up on one of the hills. And then I have the, one of the best views from there, like over Hong Kong uh, that I've ever seen. And uh, just that can be one drawing. So I like that. Uh, in terms of, if you mean that as a, a working illustrator, um, I think it's, it's pretty good. Um, it's... Uh, I don't know in terms of what the general quality of illustrators work, like how it is here. Mm-hmm. In New York, it's, it was very competitive when I lived there. Art directors do not have time to look at things for more than two and a half seconds. If they don't like it, they won't even tell you. They'll just never reply to your emails. So, so it's, it's harder to find um, work there. I think it's, people are more open here. To actual, uh, um, you know, give you a chance as an illustrator. So Mm -hmm. I think in in terms of that, I think it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I I always hear things about, oh, the art scene isn't isn't that big in Hong Kong and all that, but I think it's growing.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, Seems to be at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. It's it's actually quite incredible how it grew, and uh, I just had another chat with with uh, one artist here and. Um, he mentioned that uh, when he came here in 2002 there was literally nothing there was no art scene whatsoever yeah um and it, it grew so much and it's, obviously it's quite a lot of still to do but i guess for emerging artists as, as, as yourself it's it's a great opportunity to uh to start and to get uh, get the first visitors and get first exhibitions and yeah um, yeah I think so move, move forward yeah that's great to hear um mm. and also I would like to go back to this is what you already mentioned so so you are uh, you are uploading all your work to your website you are showcasing your work but not only <coughs> you are also every single piece has the story behind so this is what we mentioned that you are uh, creating a story how was the day when you painted and and uh, talk a bit about uh, about the artwork itself yeah. so if you can tell us why you are doing it
2: why am i doing it <laughs> uh, so no i think uh at first honestly on on my on my blog when i put up the stories they were a lot longer than they are now i also had more time to sit and write these things um, and now, I keep it pretty short, but uh, I do think it's interesting, I guess, because maybe because I would like to know if I was reading someone's, or seeing someone's sketch, I would like to know, you know, how it happened. There's always some kind of story behind it, especially if it's a live drawing. Mm-hmm. If it's a photo, then there might not be much to say. Maybe you can tell about the story when you took the photo. But other than that, it's probably not a long story. Um, I think yeah. there, there is more you can talk about if you sat there for you know three hours or, or several sessions. You came back and uh, what was the material? And then I also try to think about in terms of if other artists read it and uh, maybe they can get something out of it in terms of, what what technique i used or that Mm. i I tried something new or yeah i don't know how much they get out of it but hopefully if there's something that's that's good
0: absolutely absolutely i'm actually as you probably know i am uh, uh, obsessed about stories behind uh, and i love to uh, hear stories so then i can kind of understand better Mm. Um, what what artists do and this this is exactly why I actually started this podcast so uh, it was really (laughs) great to see that that you also thought this way it's like oh let's share how I'm doing it uh, to get more insights for everyone who can who who wants to hear about this right so yes it's it's really really awesome Um, and be, it's been already a few years when when you are doing um, illustrations, and I'm wonder if there's any particular one which you are attached to, or you are pr- like very proud of due to the story behind. <laughs> like this, what you mentioned with mosquitoes, the yeah, suffering yeah. part. Is yeah. there any other story which you, are, you would like to share with us?
2: Uh, sure, yeah, because I have. Um, I guess there's some story to everything. Um, and I was looking through my old sketches to see, you know, what, if anything sticks out to me. And I think, not necessarily, there are some that I like more. Like, uh, I did one, I think one of my favorites was the last one in my last sketchbook, which is um, the whole Hong Kong skyline, Beautiful. kind of. Because yeah. I like little details and I like nice views. And and that was from the peak. Um, I was sitting in the Pacific coffee for three different sessions, a few hours each time, just to finish wow. it. Um, and um, I think the last time that I was working on it, there was this uh, kind of crazy lady that uh, wanted to look in my sketchbook. And then she took out her phone and she was taking... And this is fine with me. Some people don't like that. I know she's not going to post it or whatever, but she opened a page and then she took a picture and then she opened a page and then she took a picture. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, because I need the sketchbook back too, because I need to finish it before the sun sets. Then I yeah. can't finish it because I can't see anything. And and I was saying, uh, you know, there's like 52 drawings in that. Oh, yeah, yeah, just a little bit more and this one. And I said, you know, there's, I also have an Instagram and a website. You can look you can look uh, there. I have it all there if you want to look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And then she take, keep taking pictures. (laughs) You didn't
0: convince her. It's
2: like, no, No, and then, (laughs) no, eventually she put it down and there was these two guys next to me and they were like interested in the book, but they said that they didn't want to bother. I said, no, it's fine. You can take a look. And as soon as I was going to pass the book to them, she was like, "Oh no, I'm not done." And then she took it back. She basically took it out of my hands and kept going through it, and we were kind of laughing at it. And then she kept taking pictures. And then after a while, I just told her, "I need to, I need to finish this drawing. I'm sorry, Mm-mm. because this is I can't come back here for the mm-hmm. time. You know, yeah. I didn't tell her that, but so that's one thing. And um, and then there's another one. I don't like the drawing um, as much as that one, but." I guess, in terms of a story, there's one that I did at the top of this mountain in, in Taipei. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that one I had, I hiked up to um, the Elephant Mountain, which is kind of eyesight, uh, like in eye level of uh, the Taipei 101, mm-hmm. to get a good uh, view, so I could draw from there. and um, And there was this hiker, this British guy, and he said, oh, what are you looking for? And I said, oh, I'm I'm trying to find a good viewpoint uh, to do my sketch. And he said, oh, I'm hiking up to the, the mountain behind this mountain, mm. which is like twice as high. And the sun was already about to set. Mm. So he said, if you want to come up there, there's an even better view. I said, oh, I don't know. And then I had to weigh in my mind really quickly. Should I stay here or should I risk it and go up? Better view, but I might have less time to do it. I yeah. said it's like a once in a lifetime, so I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And we kind of jogged, slash, climb, slash walk, all the way up, uh, and I got to to the top. This was like a, a kind of a um, site right beneath the top, but you could see a lot, and you got a nice view, and uh, and I had very little time. I had less than two hours to really do something and eventually he left he told me how to get back down mm-hmm. so when <laughs> it gets dark you just follow the paved path but um as soon as i finished it i had to leave a few things like little buildings i have to put like these far away things uh, mm-hmm. when i get back to to the hostel uh, because there was like no time and, and that I don't do that from photo. I just kind of do from memory or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or do some random little buildings. But, um, so it was, it was too dark. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden I had to go back down. And then five minutes down, I realized I never actually went to the, the top, top of the mountain. I can't go up there without going to the top. <laughs> so I ran up to the top and took a picture for myself. And then I hurried to get back down and I ended up having to go through the, this jungle path, uh, for about 40 minutes, I think, in the complete darkness because there's no lights up there. The lights end at Elephant Mountain. Uh, and I just walked around with a stick in case I would run into some creatures and wild animals. And, uh, at one point, at one point I saw a shadow flying towards me. And I thought it was a giant bat, but it was, a, it was a flying squirrel. It was the first time I've ever seen that in my life. And it landed right in front of me in a tree. And I just like readied my, my, uh, my stick. Uh, and I could hear dogs barking in the distance. And I've had some, some nasty run-in with wild dogs. So I was a little worried about that. But eventually I got back. But and, it took a and long. You,
0: and you survived, so. I
2: survived, yeah. To yeah. tell the tale. And it you was have, and yes. Yeah. Exactly,
0: and you have. And awesome I have that play. as a memory. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. 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 Um, awesome. Yeah, that's that's a good story. <laughs> um, yeah, you you're literally risking your life and uh, suffer to for for, for the sake yeah, of art. So, kind of. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't <laughs> think I would have been eaten by the squirrel. Or,
0: <laughs> well, you dogs, never know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just wanted to, to ask. So you mentioned about the, the Hong Kong beautiful skyline and also Taipei. Um, what's the signature, the common element in each of your artwork? Is, is there any?
2: Um, I think there's a style there. Um, I use, I still use stippling, um, not in every single artwork, but I use it quite a lot. I mean, it's mostly black and white. It's always ink. I think that's the main thing. That's why the uh, my um, my my website and the Instagram is called the Ink Trail. Mm-hmm. So I, I stick to ink. So I wouldn't change, start doing pencil, just pencil all of a sudden. I, oh, I I, and I also, I like ink a lot. Mm. I think that's something that I found. Uh, so, specifically, mostly like micron pens, like fine mm. liner pens. I like that because mm. I like little details. And uh, and uh, I try to think a lot about the contrasts, like sharp contrasts. So, I have a lot of very dark parts, like very, very black against very, very, just the white paper uh, to to make certain things stick out more. And I'm more conscious about that nowadays, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I've gotten better at that. I think I'm getting better at uh, using contrasts. And um, yeah, I think that's that's something that, that stands out a bit.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And if that's not a secret, what you'd like to work on in this coming year or in maybe 2020?
2: Um, so I think in terms of... Yeah, I've, I've started drawing bigger pieces. Those are from photo reference. Because um, I feel like I, I what I can display right now is mostly prints, scans from my sketchbook. Unless I just present my sketchbook. And then you have to go up and flip through it. But I want to be able to have... In terms of exhibits, I've had that. Uh, I've had that in the past before these, but but also with this book, you know, I was part of the Urban Sketchers exhibit, and that was just a scan from my book. But I would like to have. Um, I would like to be able to display like big drawings that are separate from the book, and also bigger drawings because I like details and I'm I want to experiment, what I could do with small details, but on a bigger scale, sort of, Mm -hmm. so you can have a big scene, but you, I like images just personally where you can go in and look very closely and still see small details, and then you can take a few steps back and see a a big scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's like a high-definition photo, sort of, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, realistic ones, uh, specifically. And uh, so I'm working on that right now. Uh, I, I'm working on a big drawing. I have another one planned. Um, this, the one I'm working on now, is a landscape uh, portrait that I took in Sweden. Partly because sometimes I miss Sweden, so I guess I could look at this. <laughs> I don't, I don't miss living there, but uh, sometimes I miss being in the snow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so it's a snowy landscape that I took in Åre in the northern part. Of Sweden and then um, and the next one will probably be something from India from the trip the recent trip to India uh, I'm taking some photos that I could work off from there uh-uh. and uh, other than that finished the current sketchbook and am um, thinking about trips going to new places I would like to go to Shanghai if I can this year um, I've been thinking about that possibly Japan Awesome. We'll see. Yeah. It'd so, be nice to put w- in.
0: Would you say that you take more inspiration by, by traveling? Like, what what, uh, what inspires you the most? Uh,
2: yeah. Traveling. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I mean, if it's, <laughs> if I have to, to rate my favorite things to do, I think traveling is highest and then drawing is second. <laughs> and then even though I love drawing and always liked it, but I, I like the experiences that come with traveling. So by combining them, that's that's kind of uh, the dream. And third is karaoke, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, yeah, really. Because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but
2: uh, so I can, if I can do all three at the same time, that'd be great.
0: Oh my God, and uh, I did such a homework. Um, to see what you like and I didn't see any sign of yeah, karaoke, no. so actually,
2: yeah. I actually have older stuff that's not on my my website now. I think when I was working a lot with pencil that from that I was drawing stuff in the karaoke bars and stuff. I can oh, show that later if, awesome. I, if I find it. But um yeah, I think uh, and I've always wanted to do some some kind of work where I get to travel and draw. I mean, that's the dream even though it's not a, a very specific job description mm-hmm. but I thought this is kind of how this started was that I thought maybe I'll just start doing that myself and then see where it goes yeah and uh, yeah
1: it's it's gone pretty well awesome so far
0: and um, another question would be if you have any art routine so if you are doing anything um, before or during you working on something, uh, and it's 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 your routine.
2: Yeah, I have some. Um, a lot of times it's not very planned. <laughs> like, I have to draw something to post tomorrow, tomorrow night, and I still don't know what I'm gonna draw. So I have to figure that out and go tomorrow somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I you know I'll figure it out. So. I have trust in that but um but when i know sometimes i will not plan and sometimes i will i will go to a part and actually or or a a place and scout the location a bit Uh and uh, either just go there and find a spot okay this is where i'm gonna go draw when i have more time or i will go and do a a, a very light pencil sketch and then um and that will help when i come back and i can just start you know, straight away with the ink pen, for example. Um. So sometimes I do that. That helps. It, it all depends on how much time I have. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, yeah, with the teaching and uh, if I have freelance projects, it's not always, I don't always have that many hours to go and sketch. Yeah. And, okay. uh, and sometimes it helps to just uh, do a little bit of scouting before. So yeah. it will help me get started faster.
0: There. Yeah. And uh, are you when you are sketching, um, are you are you listening to music? Is it anything which you or oh, yeah. um I know that you like coffee a lot, so yeah. how it's this with 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 actually producing art? Like is it correlated? Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you, I think it is do you have any <laughs> like small routine like you need to drink two gallons of water and <laughs> go and meditate and uh, then start
2: yeah, not, not that. I do some meditation, but not before drawing usually. Uh, I I don't know if this is healthy because it's you don't want to drink too much coffee. But I always feel a bit more creative when I'm drinking coffee because I feel my mind is waking up usually. Mm-hmm. And then I feel, okay, now I can actually focus. I guess my focus gets better on the drawing. So if I'm drawing from home, then I usually have a cup of coffee with me uh next to me and uh if i'm out sometimes i go and buy coffee but um i guess coffee yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned to me once that um you try to produce at least one piece of work i think per week Is that? yeah one uh, per week yeah. yeah yeah yeah
2: that's that's Are helped. you still
0: doing that yeah like still
2: doing that first so it's uh, about a year and a half and um uh, i've kept it up so that's good Uh, I mean, it's just good in terms of uh, um, developing, Mm -hmm. personally. I think that's good. Mm -hmm. But uh, some people are even better. at. They do a drawing per day. I mean, I could do a a simpler drawing per day. But honestly, I don't draw every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people just love doing that. I don't feel like I have to draw every single day. But uh, almost every day, Mm -hmm. I probably do. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm not drawing on this... I'm working on some other projects like the bigger drawing right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I'll work on that and then when the time comes and I know that I have a full day uh, off my teaching for example, then I might go and just focus on the sketch mm-hmm, that day try mm-hmm. to finish it and then uh, mm-hmm. yeah and then I get back to my my project usually mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. awesome and I look forward to see the the big piece by the way so. Just, uh, you have to let me know when, when it's done. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and another question. If you'd have a chance to hang out with some super famous artists, um, mm. dead or alive, who would it be?
2: So, I think, first of all, e- embarrassingly, um, I don't know the names of all the artists that I probably should know that have done, the, you know, sketching and illustrators. Uh I think I'm and even though I have inspirations and and I save you know if there's drawing that I like or or something that's kind of like my style but I think it's much better and I save it to try to just figure out why it looks more successful than my own stuff what mm-hmm. I can learn from it um, but I think I I'd, I'd want to meet someone who's both drawing but it's also a traveler and i think first and foremost a traveler Mm -hmm. is more important Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. like uh you have like the lewis and clark exhibitions for example Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh in the 1800s i know that um i think it was lewis he did a lot of drawings uh, like many other you know explorers Uh uh, of findings and things like that so i think i would not in terms of, I wouldn't ask them as much about their drawing style, but more about their stories, they have more stories to, to yeah, tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they also happen to do drawing, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I think I think so, I think I'm more interested in someone that's traveling a lot, who's mediocre at drawing, than someone who's really good at drawing, but just stays at home. <laughs> i think so
0: yeah you know actually it's really funny because most of as i'm always asking this question and and most artists mm. they are actually choosing to or hang out with as you traveler or musicians mm. uh or yeah musicians are, i think are top one like really. seriously like yeah. it's, it's almost like every single Ah, okay. I, want to, I want to just see how they are performing and yeah. how, what, what they are talking about uh, yeah. after concerts and you know and and stuff like that. So it's really interesting that uh, that art is so connected with other parts of lifestyle. Um, oh yeah. as travel and or music. there's different kinds
2: of art, of course. Yeah, yes. music, yes. drawing, painting. Yeah, for sure. I think also I I do enjoy if I. You know, if you're watching a a YouTube video or something, a lot of the ones that I enjoy are just seeing the... It's the same that we were talking about, the process. Seeing the process of someone who's an expert at something, and it doesn't have to be drawing, but it can be something else, and and just seeing how they execute that. Because it's just... uh, I'm always uh, fascinated by kind of the process of how they do it, like how they Mm -hmm. compose a song or... How they make it. Sometimes I I look at people that make sculptures, and I worked for a sculptor Anders uh, Krişar, um, K R I S A R, as as an assistant uh, back in New York in Chinatown. He's a Swedish artist, uh, but that was a good experience. Even though I don't do a lot of sculptures, but that was that was fun to see, to help out, but also to see how these like super realistic sculptures are made. Mm-hmm. and and uh, what work is goes behind that you know yeah, and yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a lot it's always more than people think
0: absolutely think, you know yeah absolutely i think i went through the, the most questions and um, um, do you have anything to add would you like to uh, tell us uh, where we can meet you offline and online <laughs> for your fans like uh,
2: sure yeah i think uh well online uh you can find me on instagram that's my my main priority uh at the ink trail um that's uh just a, a kind of a bad pun on the inca trail in <laughs> <laughs> in south america but i, I had a deadline. To myself to come up with a name because I couldn't continue and make a website until I had a name. So I ended up picking that one. It's okay, I guess. But uh, The Ink Trail on um, Instagram and also theinktrail.com is my blog website. Um, My other website is uh, andreasvonbudenbrock.com. I'm sure we can post that somewhere. Absolutely. Yes, I will make sure. It's a long name. We don't have to spell it out. But... um, (laughs) the ink trail mainly Um, and then offline. Well, you can if you're around Hong Kong, you might see me sketch somewhere. Uh, It's hard to say exactly where I'm going to be because I always go to different places. Uh, If there's some huge event somewhere, then uh, if I if I can make it there, uh, I will usually try to try to cover it with my sketchbook. So I might be there, like Art Basel, for example. Yeah, yeah. And I was around there sketching the artwork. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So the we hiking can, trail.
0: I will, Next time when I will jog around, I will look for you in the yeah. bushes. <laughs> in the woods. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. That <laughs> will be cut. <laughs> yeah. no, <it's> okay. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, so thank you so much. Um it was such a thank pleasure to, to chat with you and I look forward to, to see the bigger piece and yes. also it's such a pleasure to to see uh all your work here on on, on the table and uh, I look forward to yes. see it right now as we finish the episode so thank you so much one thank you for pleasure talking
2: to you and good luck with the podcast
0: thank you yeah, thank you so much
2: for sure.
0: thank you so much for staying with me and i hope you enjoyed this episode as always don't hesitate to leave me a note or comment on my website artaapp.com. i would love to hear your opinion about the show and what you would like to hear in the future also as i mentioned andrea's exhibition will start soon so if you are in hong kong don't hesitate to visit i am absolutely sure that you will love his artworks and that's it for today see you in two weeks and have a nice week thank you again bye